Welcome back, family, to another episode of Jordan's River Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how there are people who literally do witchcraft, are involved in the occult, are warlocks, and witches who are in the music industry. If you know a little bit about my testimony, before I got saved, I started getting deep into music. Uh, I started rapping with a friend of mine in high school, and we started getting some streams. We started doing really well. We had a lot of money, so we got some promotions and different things like that. We posted our own world star. We moved to Hollywood. We saw some crazy things when we were out there. Uh, I remember the first actual opportunity that I had to make money, a lot of money, was someone who came up to us at a chicken store in Hollywood, and he was this guy wearing a nice business suit, business attire on the phone. He asked if me and my friend wanted to join the film industry. We're like, yeah, we'd love to be in movies, this, this, and that. He's like, no, I'm talking about the sexual film industry. And he starts talking about porn, this, this, and that. And of course, at the time, we're in the world. So I'm thinking, you know, if I can just do something real quick, get some money, you know, maybe it'll be all right. But he took us, each of us, to have a private interview with him right there at the chicken spot outside. And he told us that we would have to do some things that I was uncomfortable with. So we both like hacks and all. But that was the first encounter I had in Hollywood to make money. So that just shows you how perverse that place is. Um, but God's going to move mightily in Hollywood. I know that he's calling a lot of people to do the works of God. They're in California and specifically LA and the street of Hollywood shall become the streets of Hollywood in Jesus mighty name. Amen. But yeah, so I remember when I was in the world, when I was making music, those little people who would be doing witchcraft on their music blatantly out in the open. And for me, I thought it was a cool aesthetic. You know, it brought me in in that way where, man, I think this God stuff is cool. I think this witchcraft stuff is cool. I think this occult stuff is really, really cool and all the symbolism. But what I didn't completely realize at first was that they weren't playing around, that these things were real and they knew that these spiritual things were real. And every single person that they were making music for was actually listening to them and being enchanted by their music. So I remember a lot of the music that I would listen to, I'd be speaking and saying things over and over again that I didn't necessarily understand. And it invited demons, it invited spiritual attacks, it invited different things to happen in my life to the point at which I began to go crazy. I started hearing voices in my head. And around the time that I got saved, I would hear voices in my head speaking things to me, trying to get me to be anxious, to have anxiety, to be worried about different things that I didn't need to be worried about. And to be the same voices. Now check me out. So I'm hearing these voices one day walking down the street and I finally was like, oh, heck no. I know this is real. I know this is not just myself. So I confronted the voices and I probably looked so crazy, but I was like, absolutely not. And they stopped speaking. And then I heard them again later on while I was in my world. And I started to freak out. I'm thinking, am I going crazy? Like, am I about to be schizophrenic? Am I about to have multiple personalities? Are these things about to take over? And I think it was only a couple of days later that I actually had an encounter with God. He changed my life. And in that moment, all those voices stopped and they never happened again. Now, check me out. Those voices that I had in my head, someone called me a friend of mine, parents, and they invited me to come pray for, their, for my friend, for their son. And this friend of mine had the same voices 
that he was hearing in his head, telling them the same exact things. And this person had been doing the drugs that I was doing as well, kind of in that same lifestyle. But I prayed for him. I'm not sure if he still had struggled with that at all. I think it went away. But it just shows you that these things are spiritual. It's not just in our heads. And these songs and the influence that happens when we get into drugs because of the music we're listening to and all these things, it's an open door. That's why the Bible tells us to be a sober spirit. Be a sober spirit for your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roar, like seeking whom he may devour it. You don't want to be someone who's opened a door through witchcraft, through all of these things, through speaking things over your life. And now the devil has a, a room. You've made room for the devil to come into your life and to speak to you. You do not want to be that person. So I remember when I first got saved, I got baptized. And then eventually I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And I thank God that when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, when I had an encounter with the fire of God where I helped fire all over me while I was preaching one time, that I never heard anyone talk about these things really before those points. So it wasn't me being influenced by other preachers and this just and that, but I encountered God in that way or in those ways. So one of the times I encountered God, I'm in the car and I'm worshiping God to music. I feel this fire come over me and all of a sudden I begin to speak in a language that I didn't know. And obviously we know that the Bible says that he who speaks in an unknown tongue doesn't speak to man, but he speaks directly to God, uttering mysteries in the spirit. So I didn't know of that at that time. And then I started getting to tell us and realize what it was. But when I first got saved, there was people who I had heard on Instagram who were rappers who literally spoke in demonic tongues. And they spoke in demonic tongues and they were doing Satanism and witchcraft and cult practices and then putting that on their music to cause people to be in bondage. So some of these people, you know, if you think it's a sweet little song talking about doing certain things, but really they're trying to cause people to be in a loop, to meditate upon evil things when that's obviously not what God has called us to do. So I remember even one of the people that I listened to, this artist, he had a song called Spoken and Told. And he had other songs and other music with witchcraft all over it, the fallen angel uh, symbolism all over it. Because they know that they're worshiping the devil. They know what they're doing. Y'all have seen at certain concerts, people getting overtaken by certain spirits that eventually called on the name of Jesus and being set free. So we have to make sure that the people that we listen to are not just any sort of artists, you know, that they actually want to glorify God. And I'm not even saying that all secular music is bad. Some people ask me, is secular music evil? I mean, evil is evil, you know? Is it a secular stove because somewhere who is worldly made the stove. You know, it's not evil just because of who made it necessarily. But some music, if the words are evil, if the spirit behind it is evil, obviously it's not good for us to be soaking that in. So I'm sure many of you have seen videos of different artists. And particularly there's a Chicago artist who I listen, used to listen to. His name was Juice World. There are Juice World his parents were actually friends, my friend's parents. So he went to the actual funeral, the private funeral of Juice World. And this is crazy what I'm about to tell you. When he was there, everyone felt this weight. My friend was telling me that it felt so dark, like it was despair to the point where he couldn't stay there. And I believe it's because everyone knew that his soul was probably not with the Lord. 
his soul is now with Jesus. There was a video of Juice World actually doing a satanic ritual and practice and selling his soul to the devil. And some people think this stuff is a joke. So that's the role of the devil. That's what he wants to do. He wants us to think that things are just a joke or it's just fun and games. That's why you see it all over your TV shows as a kid, you know, Wizards of Waverly plays all this witchcraft stuff to make it glorified or to make it look good or to make it an aesthetic. But really, it's evil. And also, they want people to think it's a joke, like it's fun and games. When there's actually people out there doing witchcraft, there's people out there speaking with the devil who can hear from the devil, who can hear from different demons that are being controlled by those spirits. And a lot of these people are making music. And the kids out there are listening to them, being influenced and eventually enchanted. Eventually, now they're doing evil practices. Now they are worried to get to new age practices and different things like that. So we have to be so mindful. And I remember that even around the time where I started to come close to Christ is around the time where I started to get more involved with the occult and with witchcraft. I remember I had a symbol, and this was all over my Instagram, a symbol that was a witchcraft symbol that was to bring like-minded individuals to be attracted to what I was doing. So I was going to get this tattered on my neck. I had it all over uh, my Instagram page and certain things like that. I remember writing it out, but I remember feeling so wrong having it there. Even though I didn't know God, and eventually I threw it away because it just felt like evil. It felt sinister. I was like, heck no. But at that time is when I started to actually begin to get very attracted to the occult and to witchcraft. And I found out that it was real. Now check me out. Once you figure out that something is real, like spiritual, once you get to a certain knowledge, you have to make a decision. So right now, if you're getting to a certain knowledge that witchcraft is real and you don't know God, you're getting to a certain knowledge that these spiritual things are real, you have to acknowledge, okay, God is real. At least that's what I did. So at that time, I'm starting to think, wait, witchcraft is real. These spiritual things are real that I'm encountering through music and through taking drugs. So that must mean that God is real. I had a dream. Two people that were very close to me invited me in this dream. It was one of the realest dreams I had. And this was before I got saved. And I remember it so vivid that it shook me. One of those dreams, like how the Pharaoh of Egypt in the Bible, he was shook. He was distressed in his spirit because of this dream. This is what happened to me. Two people that I was very close to came to me, invited me to their house, almost forced me to go to their house and asked me and urged me to join their family of witchcraft, to join their witchcraft family, their occult uh, family, their satanic family. And I was so fearful and afraid of this that I literally ran out the door. And I remember at that time in my life, that was when these two people pretty much cut me off. And I kind of backed up away too. But these people kind of drew away a little bit more because they realized that I was like, you know, a little bit in fear of like what was going on with them. But that's the same time when I got saved right after that moment. So think about it. At that time, I'm over here hearing, you know, all about this witchcraft and stuff. And I'm figuring out that it's real. But at the same time, my life was required of me to make a decision. Do you want to go with the devil or do you want to go with the Lord? And I tell you what, I made the best decision I could ever make in my entire life. And I love Jesus so much. And if you're here right now and you don't know the Lord Jesus and you want to get to know him, but maybe you know about the cult, maybe you know about witchcraft, maybe you're interested in all of these things, I'll tell you what, the Bible says today is a day of salvation. You have no promise for tomorrow. 
I remember even friends, these past couple of years I've been saying, dying, young people are dying that you would have never thought would be dying at parties, just in random car accidents. The devil is out there to take our lives, to steal, to kill and destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life and life in abundance. If you want to receive him right now, I want you to truly ask yourself, would you go to heaven if you died today? Well, it's like the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Jesus. The host over calls on his name shall be saved. Repeat this prayer with me to receive him. Say, Jesus, I want you in my life. Come into my heart. Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, you are Lord. You've risen from the dead, and I believe that you are the Son of God. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Set me free. Wash me clean. Change my life. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. Make my life beautiful. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, go comment down below. I am saved. And guys, God is so, so good. He's been doing so much stuff in my life. Recently, I just got married to my beautiful wife, Exoto Ward. And oops, she's dancing. But we're married now. And we're planning on going on more missions back to Japan, back to Asia, India. We're going to be helping hopefully with children in India, but also in Japan, we're going to be training churches, all these things. If you'd like to be a part of that, I urge you, I urge you, you know, give because God, he is in the work that we're doing. And I know that he will bless you for doing so. So I'll put that down below if you want to give to our missionary work. And if you also want to give to our wedding registry, you can do that. But I love you guys so much. Go follow that Instagram and DM me on Instagram the word gifts if you need help with your gifting. God bless you so much. Bye-bye.